Hey, this is Sharon Trivatsa. Welcome back to the Business School Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to tell you something that I've never told anybody before. And this is the single most important thing that I've learned in the last 20 years with billions of dollars of sales, uh, with five different exits across m- multiple industries, across multiple geographies. And I call this the billion dollar insight and not just throwing around the billion dollars because we actually built a multi-billion dollar business and you get to stay on the sidelines watching me do it all over again but you can't do it without having this billion dollar insight. I got this after 20 years of doing this and I break it down for you step by step so that you can take this and install it into your life and into your business. And it all starts right now. One thing is for certain, just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, Where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to. How to grow your business. How to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. In this episode, I want to talk to you about the billion-dollar insight that I have. And I'm not throwing around billion dollars just like uh, online influencer marketers said, oh, I've done $100 million in sales. Like This is a billion-dollar insight because over the course of my career, I've had a chance to sell billions of dollars worth of stuff, and I'm super grateful for it. And if I had known this one thing before I had started or just looking back, if I could you know, extract this one big lesson for you, this is what I would do. So I'm compressing 20 years and billions of dollars of sales for you in one episode. And I hope that it is super helpful to you. Uh, so this is the billion dollar insight. Uh, this is probably the most, the single most important thing that I've learned in the last 20 years. And you may think, Sharon, that's a pretty wild comment to make. So let me tell you how I'm breaking this episode down for you. I've got three big pieces to this puzzle. Number one, I'm going to tell you about the biggest lesson that I learned. Number two, I'm going to actually show you a chicken or the egg thing, which is what is the difference between a business and a brand, the business versus brand chicken or egg combo. And third, I'm going to talk to you about this idea called the artifacts of success. When you put all of these three things together, it really brings this billion dollar insight to life. Now, you may say, well, Sharon, this is super interesting. Why in the world should I care? And how the why the world are you even semi-qualified to do all of this? So there is a lot of folks that are out there that have done stuff, but there is a track record component that is interesting. I am I'm a big fan of you know visionary people, but at the end of the day, I want to look at some some kind of track record because at the end, I want some proof. I want some proof that what you're saying, what you're thinking, what you're doing is actually somewhat close to being right. So I've had I've been fortunate over the last uh, 19 years. I've had five exits, so five start, build, grow, sell companies. And I also had one fail, like go to zero. Uh, This has been across three completely different industries. And geographically, you know, this is Beverly Hills, California, to Wall Street, uh, from Dubai in the Middle East to Silicon Valley, completely different. And I've proven to myself, I've proven to myself that this is not luck anymore. I've proven to myself this is not luck anymore because I've seen the highest of lies, highs, and I've seen the lowest of lows. And I want to share with you, kind of break down these three big ideas. So let's get right into it because I think that if this unlocks for you, it will it will crush it. And I'm super, super excited for you. All right. So the first one is 
I want to describe the biggest lesson that I learned. There's a history component here, right? And I want to take you through a 30-second history of uh, the, the, the job experiences, the work experiences, the track record around all of this stuff, not from an accomplishments perspective, but, but from doing the work perspective, because I think it'll give you a little bit of understanding of the context around this. My first job was being a janitor. First job, I scrubbed bathrooms, I scrubbed toilets, because I was not qualified to do anything else when I was 16 years old. I was a janitor. And then I, I was a software engineer, so I actually built software. That was our, that was our first, you know, first foray into building something. Um, I played on the Pro Tennis Tour. I worked at Four Seasons Ritz Carlton in the hospitality world. I was an investment banker at Goldman Sachs and at Credit Suisse. I've done private equity. Uh, we grew Telus from three, you know, up to three point four billion in you know the last twelve month sales to and sold the business to Douglas Elliman. I have a hundred plus investments. I've done private equity. Uh, we have we bought you know thousands of doors of multifamily apart, apartment complexes. I've consulted with some of the biggest brands in the world. In fact, I'm, I've consulted some of the biggest influencers that you know that are on planet Earth today that you probably follow on your social media feeds. And today I get to run Real, which is the fastest growing publicly traded real estate brokerage in the world, publicly traded on the NASDAQ. And I would say I'm better today than I was 20 years ago. And I hope you are too. I am better today than I was 20 years ago. And I hope you are too. And here's the crazy part. I use, the reason I shared all of this is not like, look at me, I'm amazing. None of those were accomplishments. It was just things that I did. I use my lessons every day. I use my lessons from uh, from like my first job as a janitor, from as a first job, my second job as a pizza maker, uh, from Goldman Sachs and Credit Suisse, from, uh, you know, the the service component of Four Seasons and Bruce Carlton. I use my lessons every day. And over the years, I've realized that I have not documented much. I've just used my lessons to be a better person. I've used my lessons to think more. I've used my lessons to get better. I've used my lessons to share ideas. I've used my lessons that I've learned, which is a pretty diverse background. But here's my fault. And this is the insight. I have not documented them in any way. I never wrote a book, which I had a book deal for from a publisher and I returned the deposit because I couldn't get the book done because I, I didn't like my first draft. But that was still not enough. You can't put a lifetime worth of experiences into a book. And I'm not even, you know, I'm in, I'm in the first third of my life. So I've been thinking about why I've been able to, you know, use my lessons every day and be a decent entrepreneur every day and uh, build culture every day and grow business every day and build a brand every day. I've been wondering why. And I've realized that I've used my lessons, but I haven't documented anything. So I wrote this thing down, which I want to share with you, which is probably my biggest insight. When you read something, you get to learn it once. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. But when you document something, you get to learn it forever. Say it again. When you read something or consume something, you get to learn it once. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. And when you document something, you get to learn it forever. By the way, when you teach something, you get to learn it twice uh, is a quote by Jim Quick, super sharp and really stuck with me. And so I'm thinking about, man, if I had documented things more, I would have learned my lessons forever because I went back and made mistakes on the things I'd already learned. And now how important would it be for me to transfer these learnings to you? How important would it be for me to transfer these learnings to my children? Even though the world is a different place in 20 years, I if if we still read the, we still read the Bible, we still read uh, the Odyssey, 
we still read Think and Grow Rich. It's not like the world's any different. Like the human psychology, human performance is grounded in very strong principles. Yes, technologies change, perspectives changes, things get more efficient, but human performance is 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 re is real, right? And the interesting part is I've had a chance to build a multi-billion dollar business. I've already done this, but I didn't document it. And so I'm going to do it now. I'm I'm doing it now again. Like this is the sixth time I am doing it again. I'm working on it again. We're on the path to building another billion dollar business again, right in front of our very eyes. And it is crazy that I did not realize the reason why I'm able to do it better, faster right now is of all the lessons. And if I just documented it as I go along, you will get the benefit of, you know, courtside seats to seeing how this is done so that you can extract whatever lessons you want from this for your life and from for your business. Because I'm, I'm, I've shown myself that it's not luck anymore. It's not the first rodeo anymore. For people that run their first companies, like, hey, you know what? You may have gotten lucky along the way and good for you. But you've done it five, six times over and over along with the failure. It's not luck anymore. There is there is something there, but what is that? And that's what I want to document. And that's my biggest, biggest learning is when you teach, when you when you read something, you get to learn it once. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. And when you document something, you get to learn it forever. And I make a commitment to you that I'm documenting as I as I build another billion dollar business, I'm I'm documenting all of this so that you can see it live. And we're well on our way. You could see it live. I'm so grateful that I get to do this and you get to be on this journey with me. So that's number one, my biggest lesson. Here's number two. And I want to talk about this, which may seem out of place, but it's not. I want to talk about what comes first, a chicken or the egg. What comes first, a business or a brand? What comes first, a business or a brand? So over the years, my brand, and brand is just, you know, what people say when you're not in the room. My brand was built on the back of business. My brand was built on the back of a track record. My brand was built on the back of us, me doing things over the last 20 years. Like do, build, do, build, do, build. There was no meteoric like 18 month growth in brand. It was, it's been like 20 years of building a super big email list. It's been 20 years of growing a social media following. It's been 20 years of building relationships. People that started with me that were my age are now partners of law firms and CEOs of companies. It took a lot of time took a lot of trial and error. And it, it, the, the great part of all of this, the stuff that I share is real. It's not positioning. It's not like I read an article and then did did something and shared it with you. It's real, which is why a lot of times it's not sexy, which is why a lot of times it does not get traction. But there, it's real stuff. But today, well, well before my brand was built on the back of business, today I'm going to, I'm telling you, that our business grows on the back of my brand. The business grows on the back of my brand. Like, for example, the the I I can I can move, I can, I can grow by sending out an email. I can grow by building this podcast. I can grow by posts on Instagram, on LinkedIn, doing events. Today, there's a huge opportunity where the the no one cares about my track record anymore. I there are people, there are there are influencers that have built that have built businesses today with no background on anything. In the previous world, people were like, show me your resume. What have you done before? Based on your track record, I'll give you more stuff. I'll give you kudos. I'll give you all of that. Up until today, when today or recently, you had to be able to have track record in this world called it business. 
you had to have a track record to be able to build a brand. But as of today, as of today, you can build a brand and then build a business. You can use your brand to build a business. I'll give you an example. Um, take The Rock, right? The Rock has no business experience, but he built, he partnered with a couple of people. He built Terramana and like literally it's worth seven to $10 billion. Uh, Ryan Reynolds made this investment in T-Mobile. He didn't have any experience doing this. He, he crushed it, but he had a brand from something else, right? Kim Kardashian. I mean, the, the Kim Kardashian used to have a sex tape, if you if you don't know that, right? And then she, she and Khloe Kardashian and the Kardashians built this Kardashian empire. And then she started, you know, all her, all her cosmetic line and all of that that Khloe did. And a billion dollar company with 12 employees, Gary Vaynerchuk, all he did was post content. Yes, he built Wine Library TV. Yes, he got to grow that. He had to build a business to build a brand. But for a lot of time, what did he do? Just post. He posted content. He shared his ideas. And what did he talk about? Empathy. He's like, oh, be humble. Have empathy. You go to any of Gary's keynotes, he would spend a little bit of time talking about social media. And then he would just take Q&A and he'd tell you that you need to talk about empathy and you have enough time and you should actually uh, try a lot and you should uh, flip baseball cards. And that's all he did. But then when the NFT craze came, he was able to capitalize on that. He used his brand to build a business. He even, he even invested in this company called uh, Constellation Wines, which was entirely a text-based wine list, like a wine club, text-based. He didn't make, he did no calls, no prom, no posts, nothing. It was just on his social media. There was a link that said, sign up for Constellation Wines text list. And he built a 238,000 person text list, all from his social media following. And sold that company. Like he was he was a part of it. Right? And he, sold, he didn't even operate that business. If you think about it, like it's amazing. Well, even if you took a Elon, no one knew Elon until all this, all this stuff happened. And he bought Twitter on what? On his brand. Yes, he pledged Tesla stock. And whether you like him or not is irrelevant. But today, now is the world has given, given a path, a gateway for us to actually focus on a different way of launching things so much faster. What did we have to do before? We'd have to pay a ton of money to run so to run uh, TV ads. We'd have to pay a ton of money to run video ads. We'd have to go um, we you, you with books. You had to go do a book tour. Like no one's done a book tour recently. You go city by city, state by state. Go to Barnes and Nobles. Go to a uh, uh, you know uh, a Borders, and you sit there and sign books. You don't have to do any of that right now. Publishers like. Publishers, when they contacted me, you know what they wanted to know? Hey, give us access to your social media accounts. Give us access to your email list. Give us access to uh, your podcast. And we will do an, uh, uh, a review of all the analytics. And we will give you a book deal. Because they want to know engagement. It doesn't matter if you write an amazing book. If you have no way of promoting it, you don't have to do a book tour. But now I can write one. I can write a book tomorrow, write one email, and sell 10,000 copies. Like, that's not, it's cool. Why? Not because of anything else, because now there, there's a gateway. There's a gateway and it's available to you. It's available to me. It's available to everybody. It is completely democratized. And you don't have to pay to play on any of these because it, the, social media in a lot of ways is a meritocracy. Brand in a lot of ways is a meritocracy. If you can just find great positioning and do what you think you need to do. And it doesn't mean you have to make videos. It doesn't mean you have to like make YouTube videos. It doesn't mean you have to try to be Mr. Beast. You just have to realize that in the old days, the, you had to build a business first to build a brand, and then you had to build a brand to then get success. Now, it's reversed. Without a brand, you can't do much. 
And so if we think that posting is too boring or social media is not your game or building an email list is not your jam or doing events and speaking is, you know, is not, is not your bailiwick, you're missing the point because you're making it significantly harder on yourself. Now, the opposite part about that is you can also just partner with someone that has a brand, right? There's a lot of people that have brand deals. Why? Like, just take The Rock and Terramana. The Rock is the promoter. He's not doing anything related to Terramana. He's just sitting there in his tiki hut and taking a shot of Terramana. That's all he's doing. He's doing a brand promotional play. That's all he is. So you could also partner with other brands to grow your business. So, and, and if that means you have to give up 20% of your business to do that, that is the fastest accelerator to all of this. So I really want to like encourage you to think about in, in the olden days, what came first, chicken or the egg? It was the business that came before the brand. And today, you could either choose to build a brand yourself or you could choose to partner with a brand. Either is okay. But the faster you do it, the faster you will accelerate anything that you want to do to build and grow because it's going to take a lot longer for you if you're not sure and you don't want to do it to grow, grow a brand. In the meantime, write the check to get the acceleration to prove that the brand works because once you get in the, in the eyes and hearts of people, you win so big. Because here's the reason. Fame is the most efficient business model. Fame is the most efficient business model. All right? That's number two, the business of the brand. Here's number three. I want to talk about this idea called the artifacts of success. And it's really simple as to how I want to explain it to you. What do you have to show for it? That's it. What do you have to show for it? I, have, I, I talk to visionaries all the time and then they're like, oh, I think about the future. I'm like, great. Keep thinking about the future because I can't read your mind and no one will bring your future to life because it's all locked up in your head. And I, you may be a visionary, but if you can't write it down, like nothing great ever happened without it being written down. You got to find a way to translate what's in your head outside. And when you do that, you got to give other people a chance to bring it to life for you. So I always ask, what do you have to show for it? When I'm talking to a sales team and they say, oh, we're a great sales team. I'm like, show me your CRM. Show me your scripts. Show me your role play. What do you have to show for it? If I'm talking to an ops team, I'm like, hey, show me your SOPs. Show me your workflows. If I'm talking to the CEO or a, a president of a company or a big real estate leader, I say, show me your vivid vision. Show me your business plan. It doesn't have to be long. Show me something. Some kind of plan is better than no kind of plan. What are the artifacts of our success? One of my friends, his name is Aaron, amazing entrepreneur. Um, we're co-investors in many things. And he has something called, his vision board is very cool. He builds a vision board every year and he puts it behind his clothes in his closet. So every morning he separates his hangers out and he sees his vision board. He also has a completion board. So every, every year as he finishes stuff from his vision board, he pulls something off and he puts it on another board. He's got two boards. He pulls something off from his vision. He puts it on a got it done board. His got it done board over the years has gotten bigger and bigger and bigger. But his vision board, for that year is small and he gets to he gets to see the success having peel stuff off of that board. I asked the question, what do you have to show for it? It doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be like beautifully branded. It doesn't have to be uh, curated. It just has to be real. It just has to showcase your success as to what it feels, what it means, what it what what it embodies to create that success. What is the plan? What is the artifact? What is the picture? What is the vision board? What is the script? What is the workflow? What is that thing that you can show me that you're so darn serious about it? I'll give you a simple example. When I talk to uh, a lot of times, we, we get, I'm not joking, we get like 30 to 50 pitches to invest in companies a, a month. Like I, I'm, I'm talking, you know, seven to 10 a week, right? And, and these are all like pre-vetted by our teams. 
when I look at these decks, and sometimes I, if I like them, I'll email the CEO. This is all I'm asked, or the founder. I'll be like, hey, do you have an economic model for what you said in slide three? And if that person cannot respond to me within 12 hours, I know they don't have one because they have no artifact. Most people, like I'd say three out of 10, will instantly say, hey, Sharon, this here's our working model. Um, you know, this is kind of janky. I, that's all I want to see. I'm not going through every number. I just want to see their artifact of success. What do you have to show for it? If you believe in something so much, like you have a sales process, is it packaged and branded well? Can, I, can you show it to me on a single sheet of paper? Can you show it to me in a book? Can you draw it out for me? What do you have to show for it? If you have the goals that you and your team agreed upon, what do you have to show for it? If you are saying that you're raising money for charity, do you have a, do you have a thermometer graph on your dashboard that as you raise more money, you talk about it? What do you have to show for it? The artifacts of success are what bring the, all of these insights together. Um, if you like any of this, and by the way, if, you are, um, if you're the CEO of your life or the CEO of your business and you are thinking about creating a great life for yourself, I wrote this. I wrote this um, ebook. I say ebook because I only printed like a hundred copies of it, and the rest is and I sold it for a lot of money. But I want to give it to you for free. It's uh, I, there's. I'm not. I don't have anything to sell you. This is the job of a CEO. Uh, what exactly is a job of a CEO? Go to jobofaceo.com. Jobofaceo.com. Totally free. Uh, take a peek at it. Feel free to download it. Hope you enjoy it. If you like all of this, you will definitely like that. All right. So here's what I meant when I told you that I was going to bring it all together, which is the biggest insight, the billion-dollar insight, right? The single most important thing that I've learned in the last 20 years uh, is, a, is a combination of these three things. Number one, when you read something once, when you read something, you get to learn it once. When you teach something, you get to learn it twice. When you document something, you get it, you get to learn it forever. I would offer you to document your learnings, maybe in the notes app, maybe on a blog, maybe on voice memos, maybe you talk about it with your mastermind group. Maybe there is a journal, document of learnings, because the past is for learning and the future is for winning. That's a great Dan Sullivan quote. The past is for learning and the future is for winning. The visionaries that live in the future think that they're going to win, but they don't realize that they're not tethered to the past. And the, and the folks that are analytical and tethered to the past without the ability to win will never win because they don't actually have a way to deploy their learnings. The past is for learning and the future is for winning. That's why visionaries need integrators and that's why integrators need visionaries because you can never build anything great without that. The past is for learning and the future is for winning. And the only way you can do that is by documenting. Number two, what comes first, a chicken or the egg? What comes first, the business or the brand? I will tell you this. Uh, in today's world, you have an unfair advantage to either build a brand or partner with a brand because fame is the most efficient business model. And anybody, anybody can win it. Anybody can win at this game. And anybody can win so much faster than they can imagine if you actually built brand and media. Number three, artifacts of success. Ask, you, ask yourself the question, if it's so important to you, what do you have to show for it? What do you have to show for it? That's where it gets really, really fun. Uh, I hope that was helpful because I will tell you that I'm probably gonna listen and read and review the notes that I made to share this with you uh, a lot of times because this is probably the biggest lesson, the most single most important lesson that I've learned in the last 20 years. Uh, if this is interesting to you, I have no idea if this is interesting to you. If this is interesting to you, can you do me a favor? Can you just screenshot this episode right now where you are and just just post it on social media or whatever, just tag me and say, hey, that was good or whatever. The way I know that you like this because the podcast medium doesn't have any way of me getting feedback from you or no way of you giving me a thumbs up emoji or anything like that, right? So if you can do me a favor, just screenshot it, tag me. That way I'll know that you like this and it'll give me a chance to make more of this for you. That's all I need. I don't need you to like or subscribe or share or anything like that because you're not going to do it anyway. I'm making this for you. So just 
screenshot it, tag me, tell me that you liked it. That will give me, uh, it'll give me the motivation, give me the encouragement to make more like this for you. I hope you enjoyed this and uh, I'll catch you on the next one. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. Since you like this podcast, I actually have an ultra super secret private podcast that I make just for my partner companies and the CEOs and influencers that I advise. It's called 10K Wisdom because I try to wrap $10,000 worth of value in every single episode in just under 10 minutes. That's why it's called 10K Wisdom. It's raw, it's real, it's got no intro or outro or anything like that. It's just straight to the point and to the insights. Since you like this podcast, I think you will like that. So for the first time, I'm making it available to you. Just go to 10kwisdom.com, the number 10kwisdom.com, and my team will activate it for you as my gift. Go to 10kwisdom.com. I'll see you there.